Hello, everyone. Welcome to Griplock, Foundation Disc Golf Weekly Podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor and Connor. Hey, Hunter. Hey. Um, we got quite the show this week. We're going to start off with a little Patreon question of the week. We got a little preseason look at Eagle McMahon. The Disc Golf Network has announced some new additions to their live plan. Uh, a little Trevor's Trivia, All-Star Weekend's coming up. Old World dropped some info on their survey about Nico LeCastro. Shocking. And then the question I was going to ask last week, I pushed to this week. Wow, that's big. So I'm, I'm asking this week. Ooh. But first. But first. Word from our sponsor. Tomorrow is your last chance to take advantage of our double birdie coins with any purchase. So birdie coins is the name of our reward system over at foundationdisc.com. It lets you earn points with every single purchase towards gift cards and other goodies. And through Valentine's Day, you'll earn four points instead of two points per dollar you spend on our site. You just head over to foundationdisc.com. There's a little pop-up in the bottom right-hand corner. You either log in or sign up and start earning points today. And again, today and tomorrow, last two days of the promo, uh... For the love of discs promo, you get double points I, when you shop in a foundation. I actually calculate my net worth with uh, what I have in Birdie Coin, and a lot of people are doing that these days. Oh, fascinating! Yeah, that's how. I Did you want to share what your worth is? Share your net worth. Come on, guys! It's it's a that would be a little boastful of me. It's three Birdie Coins. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> I won. Uh, I won seven Birdie if you're Coins on the here, game yesterday. If you're sitting here and you got uh, your minds on the double Birdie Coin, Trevor's <laughs> worth seventy five cents. Sorry. Pretty good. All right. There you have it. Everfoundationist.com. <laughs> and uh, with one purchase, you'll be worth more than Trevor. All right. Let's start it off with a little Patreon question of the week. If you're not sure with the Patreon, uh, we have our Heiser Club. And uh, every week, we have a Heiser Club mailbag, which is a Q&A show that we do each and every week. And I'm pulling out one and of the best get, questions They get from the it. deep down dirty they questions. Do. They do. They yeah. get a lot of behind the scenes. If you want to join the Heiser Club, you can head over to patreon.com slash foundation disc golf. Become a Heiser Club member today and get access to the mailbag, previous mailbags, exclusive videos, giveaways, all kinds of good stuff. So head over there today. But here's the question from Anthony Morris. Trevor and I obviously answered this in the mailbag. We'll re- recap our answer, but I want to hear Connor's answer because he, was, he wasn't on this week's mailbag. Okay. What's more awkward? All right. Having to search like for a disc immediately after a group allows you to play through mm. or when someone tells you to play through and then they continue to play the entire hole with you. So I said I said the second one just because if I lose a disc, I'm leaving it pretty quickly before it even really becomes too awkward. It can be awkward, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that situation isn't awkward, but the second situation is very awkward because if they don't say anything, you're walking down the fairway in that weird gray area of like are they just playing up with me because they already threw their shot and like they'll let me through on the next hole or do they think that they're going to play with me? I, I said that. that is a very tough spot because like, now you're thinking in my head, am I going to have to tell this person like what are we like what's happening? Right? Like, what are we? <laughs> yeah. yeah I like, said can we define the, the relationship? Yeah. Right I now? said the first one because I'm in the same boat as Trevor. I'm going to leave it. But the group is still going to watch me look for about a minute or yeah. so. And then they're going to watch me just awkward. walk away empty handed. Yeah. What is and worse, what's even but worse also, is like if they find yeah. that disc and then catch up to me and they're like, hey, here's that disc you lost when you played through us. I was going to say, but also like worst case scenario there, you just walk back out in the fairway and be like, hey guys, like I'll, I'm trying to find my disc. So you guys go ahead and play through. But then, but then you like a couple back holes, again. Back up That's again. the worst. Yeah, so but it is so awkward. awkward. Like, just think about you're like trying to go out and you're like, I'm just going to have a peaceful round by myself. And then a guy is just like walking with you on the hole. You're right. That's very uncomfortable. Playing is more awkward. I think that one allows you the opportunity just to leave the course altogether. <laughs> oh, so you're saying the first I'm one? I'm saying you, if you're like, uncomfortable this, enough, I'm out of here. If you say like you guys go and play back through, 
I can just leave. If I care about the disc, I can keep on looking for it, and then I can just leave. Or I can just, or I can just leave the disc and then keep on throwing. Yeah, I don't scenario, have to see them You're anymore. trapped. But yeah, if they're if they're there with me walking the course, I can't be like, I'm gonna leave, and then they're gonna be like, you were only gonna play seven holes, and like <laughs> we're so on hole three. Yeah, I already so. played a loop through. Yeah, <laughs> we're like yeah. furthest away from the course uh, you can be. Get a call like from my walk. wife. Yeah, I uh. The playing through in like golf or disc golf is the most like nerve wracking thing ever. When it's done correctly, when like the group in front of you notices immediately, like you're not on their tail the whole time, and they're like, "Hey, go ahead, play through, no big deal." It's very cordial. Like that's it's great. It feels like a very satisfying thing. Like I'm glad that we both understood etiquette there. But there are just some situations where it can become very strenuous on my social anxiety. There we have it. The yeah. worst part in my experience is like. When there's a group of like two behind you, and like let's say us three are playing, mm-hmm. and we're decent disc offers, like we're mm-hmm. slightly above average, I would say, and so we're I playing at New London, <laughs> oh, right, come on, man, and we're like a few holes in, and I throw a disc, I lose, lose it, and we're all looking for it, and that's how they catch. In up. the process, a group of two catches up to us, yeah. yeah, and we're like, hey, you know what, y'all go ahead and play through. They play through. While they're playing through, we find our disc, and then we are the faster group. Yeah. I hate yeah. that. That happens that is, a lot. Because then you're like, I, every time you like catch up to them like a hole later, and you're like, these people in front of us, like we got to play through them, but we just let them play through. That is tough. I, I hate that scenario. Yeah. That's the worst possible scenario, I think, when, yeah. when somebody plays through, and then they're actually not fast enough. Like Sometimes you have a group on your heels a little bit, like kind of just at a normal on your heels, like maybe they're waiting a minute on the tee pad. And you think, oh, I should probably let them through. But then afterwards, you realize that uh, you probably shouldn't have. Like, it really wasn't that unbalanced. And also, what really annoys me is when you let somebody through and they throw, like, three tee shots. Yeah, that sucks. If you throw more than one shot off the tee when you're playing through. You should be kneecapped. Unless you threw out of bounds or you lost a disc or something crazy happened. Like, what in the world are you doing? Imagine playing through someone losing a disc and being like, Hey, I saw. Sorry, I lost my disc. I got a re tee. And like, you I'd go like, look for your disc, and then you come back to the group. And you're I'd be like, "Is through. this round sanctioned, bro? Because yeah, like, it's the not." Stones on that guy. You better get out I of just here. remember. Well, first of all, I I feel so bad for anybody that plays through whenever we're doing. Whenever we're doing, like, um, you made me so nervous. I was just looking. At, I was looking at the waveforms. Um, staring at them. It made. I, I can imagine how nerve wracking it is whenever we let someone play through while we're doing like either a bogey bro battle or like while we're doing any video. <laughs> it's like a gallery. Just like the amount of pressure, and there's a guy holding a camera, like, and you go play through. It's tough. And also, I remember specifically whenever we let someone play through one time when I was playing with my dad, and this guy like throws. I immediately discounted him. Because he was carrying all MVP, mm-hmm. and it, this wow. is like it's probably was like, it Simon. It's probably like five years ago. It was Simon. Was it Simon? No, because it was five years ago. And I just Simon's MVP. I, was he was he with a different company? <laughs> and again, this just shows you how messed up it was. You know, there was a lot of preconceived ideas about MVP. Prejudice. All right, yeah, a lot of prejudice, and I fell into it. All right, I'm a changed man now. But they they would go play through, and I'd merely discredit them, and they would walk away, and my dad would be like. Wow, that was a pretty good shot. I'd be like, no, they they're not good. They're throwing MVP. They're not any good. Like Dang, dude. that right, just happened. Up, that just happened to be a good that's shot. I know. Up. I I'm sorry, and let this be a message to all of you out there. All right, you can change like me as well. There you go. All right. Well, <laughs> this past weekend, the challenge at Goat Hill went down. 
Let's talk about the downfill of the cha- the downfall of the challenge of Goat Hill. Yeah, honestly, it was like a very coveted, like everybody was going there silver event. See how I said silver event? Now I'm trying. Yeah, to it was get one that. of those like, to fix that silver events that were part of a series. <laughs> yeah. And uh, shall we just wait? Should we make that our bit? Should we just always? Call I'm them calling silver them silver series. series. Okay. I don't care what you right. call it. All right, we'll call it silver series then. But I mean, uh, realistically, is it, is it a step up because it's an eight tier now? <laughs> in any case now it's like a, a beginning i find it interesting though that you're seeing i think you're seeing certain events that are like taken away from the tour maybe like and they're almost like pivoting themselves to like like if i was a silver series in the middle of the season and i kind of lost that i think i would maybe pivot to that right before the season starts event because i think that's an electric event you get you it's like the arizona events the maricopa and the uh Shelly Sharp, you get a bunch of pros out there because it's like the, it's that preseason slot and it's an yeah. A tier. So it is a. I mean, that used to be the um, wintertime open. Was that slot? What happened to the wintertime open? Are they I still was just, playing it. There's been like a hundred of them. Here's, here's <laughs> you know what, you want to talk about the downfall of an event? The memorial. It didn't happen. No, it's coming up March second okay. through fifth. So it's after the start of the season. Vegas. I mean, Gannon Burr is still going to play it. AB uh, okay. Drew Gibson. All right. Isaac Robinson. I mean, there's names there. There's a lot of names there. You just kind of talk that down a little. Well, bit. who do you want me? I mean, but look who's missing. Yeah, the Simon. Top, but Eagle, like, I Ricky, would say it's Calvin, like, Paul. Yeah, it's definitely like, not. You're talking it's about not the downfall of an event. This used to be the event, like yeah. the start of the season. Oh, I, no doubt about that. It's definitely. But I'm kind of used to it being this for now. The last couple. But of years. Paul, I think, played it the last few. Not years. Not last too. year. I don't think. I think the we're going to look this up. He he was one of the guys that said he'd always go play. He That's was always what I'm like saying. Paul was always like uh, we would say like oh Memorial is no longer on the national tour or whatever like nobody's going to go and he'd be like. Yeah, he played he, last year. He did. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn he skipped it at something. Well, I guess he's skipping it this year. But he always would say like, "No, like guys will always go to the memorial. Like I'm going to go every year still." Well, here we go. He's not there. I think this is the first year so, Paul hasn't played it. So there you go. No more. No more McMorial. McMorial's dead. Yeah, I'm going. I mean, I'm back to 2019. Paul yeah, played right. it. So well, he definitely. Yeah, he's definitely played year. it every year before that. So yeah, 2023. The Mc, the McMorial has died. It has died. I wonder why. I wonder what. Cause like that's before uh, before Waco. Waco. Hmm. Vegas Memorial Waco. I mean, it's a pretty natural like event transition. You're already headed that way. It's just, I mean, like, no, but like none of the top guys are playing it. So I guess they're just all getting to Texas. I guess so. That's interesting. I, I honestly surprised me a little bit because maybe they just don't like that event. Maybe there's guys that just don't really like it. Well, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I feel like as a top end pro, there's a lot not to like. Oh, I agree. I so, agree. Yeah, but no, the it's it. definitely something fascinating to watch of like Challenge of Goat Hill that was like you were saying, I think just last year it was a silver event, silver series. Uh-huh. With you. uh because like Ricky won it. And that was where Brody believe, Brody kind of played solid. I believe there. the last two years it's been kind of like a well attended. And it, event. it's fallen into there now. It's just preseason, but it, it, it gave us a look at Eagle McMahon. Uh round one, if we're being honest and we're not listening to the biased commentary on him, uh he was rough. Very rough. Uh, I believe he was like one of four putting, and then Ian Anderson said, "Is this the, oh is he the gosh. best putter of the world?" Do you have? <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I was like, "Bro, I don't know if you put a certain topic on here." I didn't. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Left hand putt. No, what left hand putt? <laughs> I didn't see it. Well, I guess I'll I'll wait. I'll wait for. Should I just break it now? Should I just talk about it? What are we talking about? Will Shoestring. 
Did you not see his oh, post? Oh, his post. I did see that. So, I didn't put that on here. Will, no, yeah. I thought you were talking about Eagle left-handed no. putting during the round. I was like, well, how did no. I miss that? I was Schuster, scrubbing through all his shots. Schuster announced that he has been practicing putting with his left I saw that on Gannon Burst. For like six months. And like, I guess like his shoulder problems, I always assumed they were both putting related. Like I always assumed they came from throwing and then also hurt his putting, but I guess it was just putting like his shoulder was clicking yeah. when he was putting and, yeah, his shoulder and yeah. And so he is literally like draining. He said he's like feeling confident up to 60 feet with his left. Yeah. And like, there's this video of him just draining wow. these 30 Do we footers. believe it? Let me see it. I gotta watch it. It looks game. awkward, but he's making the putts. No, like, but I'm saying, do we think... Oh, it's, do we think it's flipped? Oh, it's oh no no no! It's like real. is this a Gannon Bird? No way! It's he flipped. There's moment. There's way, it's way too long of a post. It's real, and you can tell because his putt looks awkward. And also, I know about his injury. It's real. <laughs> I tried to putt with that my putt left does not hand. look awkward. That thing looks smooth. I no like when it gets out of his hand. It's very interesting putting stroke. But I'll tell you this, man: if Will Schuster somehow if he makes, comes back, if he yeah. makes a comeback, that'd be so with a left-handed putt. I'll cry, dude. I'll miss him so, so much. I Is mean, he it, saying he's gonna tour? He's. I think he's trying to get back out there. I respect it. I love <laughs> that. I, it's awesome. I'm the biggest Will Schuster. I love him, dude. Uh, back to modern day Will Schuster, Giggle McMahon. Um, he was definitely <laughs> avoiding the forehand out there there is if there is Mm. uh, on the front nine i would say three shots three maybe four shots i looked at that i was like this eagle would throw a forehand here no doubt and he threw a backhand and he messed it up Mm. to where like now round one he was definitely the worst round round two he looked better he still didn't look like incredible but it's preseason you can't draw too much but if you're gonna try to uh, it, you might say Eagle might struggle to live up to expectations this season if you're going to like take a lot of, if you're going to draw from this. If but you it's tough to say. say. If you were, yeah. we're not going to. He this won. is preseason. He won by four strokes over Cupcake. Um, yeah, Phil wasn't super strong, but so, he, he won at the end of the yeah. day. He still was the best player there. So. He still was the best it player was a there. Can't, I think it was a can't lose for him in that event. And oh, he, if he would have lost. Yeah, it would have been tough. So I, I would say my opinion on Eagle hasn't really shifted. It's kind of like... I, the only the only thing, his putt looked shakier than I expected it. That'll be huge for him. He's going to need his putt. The, I expected, like, yeah, his forehand's not going to be there, but yeah. this dude won't miss a putt. I, and I, I watched him miss putts, and I was like, I don't think Eagle should be missing he that. He needs mm-hmm. his putt to be on this year because if he has his backhand and he has a good putt, he's still going to be very hard to beat. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. what ha- I, I, He is the player to watch for me in early in this season um, to see what he can do. I mean, but yeah, the way he played at European Open last year. Tough yeah. To, tough now to that's the That's the toughest thing. It's like we haven't seen much of Eagle. And what we have seen of Eagle was the European Open and he looked like the greatest player to ever step foot on the earth. Yeah. So, I think he's he's just going to be. A, it will be fascinating. It's, it's going to be like he's going to build confidence. I think as the year goes on in his own ability and his injury situation. So hopefully, like hopefully it doesn't get worse. So I think that is going to be the key for him. Is like as the season goes on, I'd look for him to just get more and more dangerous. Honestly, I, I really hope he does well because like I miss having him in the mix. He's a great player to watch because he just pulls off shots that are so awesome. Yeah, he does. He's electric. Um, another new thing that came out this past week, this came out on February 9th, so about four days ago, the Disc Golf Network announced their 2023 live media plan. Not a ton in here. They're announcing like some new shows that will be going around like the round of tournaments. Um, I feel like they've kind of announced something similar before, and it never really 
amounted to much. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it this year. Um, but the biggest thing that came out of it, I was just scrolling through to make sure. Yeah, I have the right quote. Okay, the biggest thing that came out of it was, uh, I'll read this from the article the Disc Golf Network or the Disc Golf Pro Tour put out. The Disc Golf Network will continue to broadcast all rounds of Elite, Elite Plus, and Playoff events plus PDGA Pro Majors, all included with the Disc Golf Network subscription. Subscribers will have standard tournament coverage of the European Open and the USDGC included in their subscriptions and bonus pay-per-view packages at the European Open and USDGC will include live coverage of the President's Cup and Monday qualifying, respectively. Amongst other inclusions, Disc Golf Network will continue to provide at least one round of free coverage on the Disc Golf Pro Tour YouTube channel for Elite, Elite Plus playoffs, and select PDJ Pro majors, but the coverage will shift to the first round instead of the final round at most events. There's a quote from Jeff Springs that with the Disc Golf Network's live product continuing to evolve and production value increasing each season, we're exploring live broadcast distribution on multiple platforms beyond YouTube. As we work to deliver oh. live disc golf to expanded national audience, it's important that we maintain flexibility to distribute final rounds on other platforms while increasing the value of the disc golf network subscription. So the initial first art first paragraph is just like to me it was like oh so they're going to do first round free on YouTube, gain some interest in the event, and then be like oh you got to pay to watch the rest. But then his quote confused the crap out of me, for me completely honest because. The screen peeking again, man. We're so then read it to me again. Like I, yeah, I was about to. These are the lines. We're exploring live broadcast distribution on multiple platforms beyond YouTube. Line number one that somewhat confused me. Line number two, as we work to de- to deliver live disc golf to an expanded national audience, it's important that we maintain flexibility to distribute final rounds on other platforms while increasing the value of the disc golf network subscription. <sighs> So I don't understand the distribute final rounds on other platforms. Yeah, I'm trying to think how this makes sense because like YouTube is That's the most was, flexible platform there probably is. Well, I'm wondering like Un- what unless he's saying unless he's saying they're going to make the free first round on the network like in, maybe he's just like trying to like tiptoe around that and that's what they're saying because like but no, but but that, he said as we work to deliver live disc golf to an expanded national audience. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? I think he's just saying as it immediately follows that with it's important we maintain flexibility to distribute final rounds on other platforms while increasing the value of the disc golf network subscription. Yeah. Maybe that quote put my mind. Maybe in the he's, I was reading. I was like, none of that. So makes sense. okay. Yeah, so I'm maybe he's confused. alluding. Okay. So maybe he's alluding to. Disc Golf Network being available on a different platform other than just the app they built. Maybe that's what he's alluding to. Maybe they have a YouTube subscription they set up, or maybe like maybe that maybe that's what he's alluding to. Maybe because it expanded national audience could just mean they're planning on getting more people to sign up and and be watching. That, yeah, it in. could be. But then simple. maintaining flexibility is weird because YouTube. So maybe he's saying, even though we're making this change, we understand the importance of YouTube as we do because it's very flexible and everybody has access to it. I, it sounds like a whole bunch of tiptoe grammar to me. No, because like the, the it sounds like he's just trying to confuse the people. paragraph <laughs> right before it says that they're going to be shifting most of the free coverage on YouTube. Yeah. To the first round instead of final round. Yeah. So that's what that paragraph says, and then immediately okay, following so it staying- is the Jeff Spring quote. That says they're exploring live broadcast distribution on multiple platforms beyond YouTube. So when I read that, I was just thinking like how you can like uh, co-stream like Twitter, Facebook, right. YouTube, and like you can just like stream them all together. But right. then the second part of that is what like put my mind in the pretzel. 
which was like expand national audience, maintain flexibility, distribute final rounds on other platforms. That's what I'm wondering. Well, increase in the value of the disc golf network. Uh, that's what I'm wondering is if they're looking because like, but like how does how does distributing final rounds on other platforms increase the value of disc golf network subscription? I know. I think he said while still increasing the value. Yes. So, so basically, I think he's saying like we want to be able to show final rounds live on other platforms while we're still making sure that the disc golf network subscription. Is so is that like value. a future thing of like right right now we got to make sure the disc golf network has its know. value we hope to someday be able to put live because like final round to out me because to me it sounds like are they just going to include a YouTube like paid subscription situation could you do that like give access to a stream through like the paid thing I think so so like maybe that's going to be part of the disc golf network like maybe they're pivoting away from their app and going more towards YouTube or like Facebook or whatever, like a more used platform. Because imagine if you're scrolling through Facebook and you see, oh, the Pro Tour is live, click, oh, I just need to pay $5 to sign up and I can watch the final round of Worlds. That would be more effective than having- Maybe they are doing like a, you can pay just to watch the final round on like a YouTube. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't know if that's capable on Facebook. I'm sure it is on YouTube because YouTube, but I don't know if it would pop up. They'd almost have to work with like YouTube premium to make mm. it pop up where you can yeah. see like, cause you've, you've seen like, um, the one I saw most recently was my son's a big, uh, Mickey Mouse clubhouse watcher mm-hmm. and you can buy come like and the find season. Come inside. It's fun inside. Yeah. You can, um, you can buy the seasons of Mickey Mouse clubhouse on YouTube. Yeah. So like I've seen like, that but that's like a youtube premium like Disney i don't know that, that sounds like know. a whole bunch of com- complicated mumbo jumbo right there but <laughs> it, to, to me it says that the big we're, takeaway they, is we're gonna hear something else about the disc golf network the, at yeah, some point the big season. takeaway though is that the fir- free round is no longer the final round which at uh, most events at most event is that what they said at yes, most events final round at most events so what that tells me is there's gonna be a lot of people probably upset about that but also if you're a live disc golf consumer at this point then like you know, and if you, especially if you're a PDGA member, then like you. Well, I do know there's a lot of people following the post-produced next day coverage until the final day model. Yeah, where they're going, I'm watching in the morning, 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 afternoon, final round live because it's the weekend. Um, I know a lot of people are doing that. I I think with the goal of growing the disc golf network, this move makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it'll um, certainly gain them subscribers. I we were talking about this, and Brody threw this idea out. I think he's talked about it on debate night before, uh, the old debate night. Um, and his idea was like, if if that's your goal is to grow the disc golf network subscribers, then what you should be doing is like broadcasting the first like five or six holes for free every day. And then after hole six, being like, you can watch well, the rest of this round over the disc golf Well, you network. can also mm-hmm. do, and this is kind of a lot of times how golf broadcasts work, like a, between ESPN Plus and then like CBS, is you could have everything is live until the leaders tee off. Then it cuts. Hmm. So, yeah, that's So too. you watch everybody playing through. Well, but then, the, di- the disc golf current model, I guess it doesn't they, don't really, yeah, they don't really do that. You that wouldn't much. be able to watch yeah. much. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but what do you, I mean, in general... For the sport as a whole, what do you like? Do you like dislike this? I like it because first it, round versus final it doesn't round. affect the post produced model at all. Yeah, and that I feel like the two really the big sides of the argument are post produced versus live. Um, like those are the two types of consumer. So if you were the type of consumer that was watching the final round live, 
and you then you already understand how good live disc golf is, and I don't think you're going to be that pressed to spend a little money. Yeah. So I think this is I think this is good. This was like the pro tour seeing that they maybe had that middle ground consumer, and they're like, we can easily harvest them. We just make this one simple move. It won't ruffle feathers in the post produced community. And maybe those in the post-produced community who were watching live disc golf and weren't necessarily admitting it because it was the free round, maybe they'll get some of them too. So I think this is a smart move. This is a very classic pro tour, like middle grounds, not too aggressive move. And I think it was smart. And uh, I think it'll gain them subscribers. So I think it was a good play. Yeah. So uh, the pricing for the disc golf network, if you're wondering what that exactly looks like. um, So individual rounds of live coverage will start at $5.99 per round. Tournaments will start at ten ninety nine per event, um, or Disc Golf Network subscription is twelve ninety nine per month or one hundred twenty nine ninety nine annually for the twenty twenty three season. But if you're a PDGA member, you will only pay six fifty per month, and that's six fifty a month as a PDGA member is a really good. That's really good for the product at this point because you might have a a month with three to four tournaments in it. Yeah, easily for six fifty. Like, yeah. that's that's really solid. So, the subscription includes the Disc Golf Pro Tour Silver and Euro Tour events, uh, Elite, Elite Plus, and Playoff events, the Champions Cup, the European Open, the World Championships, the USW DGC, and the US DGC, and then there's bonus pay-per-view-only content of President's Cup and Monday qualifying. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just a good thing. A to, stuff. It's just a great thing to get behind, too, because, like, the subscription money is going to directly translate to a better product and it's also going to translate to better purses like that. The pro tour is a good horse to back. Yeah. Now here in my, my opinion, seeing the pro tour, obviously their focus is on live disc golf. Yeah. I think that with it, we're, we are within a few years of next day post-produced being gone. I agree. Um, because I mean, that'll be their next step. Realistically. Am I, if I were to be put in charge of the pro tour today, and they, they were to just tell me, like, don't hold back, whatever. Like, don't roll out a plan. Just mm-hmm. snap your fingers and make a plan happen right now. Um, I don't think you would want to do this right now. But no, yeah. the future plan, where my mind would go... Might only take one more season, though. Disc, I'm going Disc Golf Network. I'm, I'm probably doing the first round free, and then you got to pay to watch the rest. I'd probably keep that model. And I'm saying all post-produced coverage has to wait a week. Yeah. So if the round is on Thursday, it can't post till the next Thursday because what that does, in my mind, is if you're a diehard enough disc golf fan that you want to be in the know, you want to be watching the tournaments that are happening currently, your only options live. Yeah. But it doesn't limit the YouTube reach right. of like the James Conrad, the shot being on YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. We still need that for the growth of yeah. the sport. It doesn't limit that because right, that's if I'm a average consumer and i'm just looking for disc golf coverage i don't care when that tournament happened so that still needs to be out there um but by limiting it pushing it back a week and then i would like look at the numbers and if we need to go back two weeks we'll go back two weeks that's what i would do if i was the disc golf network Mm -hmm. and obviously the disc golf network owns the rights we saw them charge jomez five hundred thousand dollars right that's the that's Um, the other question though is like if they can make that much money like how many members live subscription members you have to get to match like what they can sell the rights for we can do the math i mean five hundred thousand is what they sold the, just to jomez but i was across two years so 250 a year yeah two hundred fifty thousand divided by 12 months twenty thousand divided by 12.99 is a membership uh 1500 members 1600 members hmm. 
Okay, so not that many. Not that many. Not that many. Considering they have 44,000 members currently. Yeah, not that many. Pushing it back a week. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, yeah. I'm thinking they're live getting is, in live more is than definitely the, members. Live is the wagon. That That is for sure. And there will be there will come a day where they will probably make it. I don't know if it'll be a week or if they'll just say no more next day coverage. But they will probably draw that line a little harsher just because they ultimately want people to watch live disc golf. And the more eyeballs that are all in one spot, the more sellable these events right. are, and the more sellable the events are, the more money that goes to the purses, the more money that goes to the purses, right. the better disc golf we're all going to watch, and the better disc golf we're all going to watch, right. the more people are going to be watching yeah. that disc golf. Like it, so it would be... It's if, a very easy yeah. little we, stepping stone. If we but, could just get the sport to like 100,000 concurrent viewers, like for these tournaments, like that would be where things start getting legit. 100,000 concurrent viewers, I would say the Pro Tour on the Disc Golf Network probably needs need 170 to 200,000 oh yeah, yeah. members yeah. so uh, it's not impossible like it's, it's not it, impossible it's not impossible they, if they consolidate everything and the sport grows for maybe another five years we can get to that point where the live viewership is like a real number and like all of a sudden you start getting into that six-figure concurrent viewership and now there's there's some serious money to be had yeah now you're selling ads to some big boys for yeah. some big boy dollars yeah um, but yeah, so I mean, it's gonna be an exciting year of live disc golf. It actually starts this weekend with the All Star event. Mm, wow. We're about to have live disc golf, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, um, we'll talk. We're gonna do the All Star weekend preview here. Really excited on Grip Locked. But a reminder: starting next week, yes, the preview show, the preview show, the disc wow. golf preview show. It's gonna be new. Last year we did a preview show. It was basically it was like another Grip Locked episode. This time we got a we're new doing, host, Sir Nico. We're doing, You'll meet him. You'll love him. New set. New set. New, new mics. show. Trevor and I will be in a little bit more of a professional setting. I won't say we're going to be more professional. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but it's going to be... I'm very excited for it. I think that it's going to... It'll be fun. I think it's what a lot of you are craving out there. Um, and so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We're, we're committed to it. I'm very excited. And uh, we have some fun segments also. Um, some fun sponsors we're working with. So you're not going to miss it, but that starts next week. Uh, we're going to talk about the All-Star Weekend here in a second. But first, word from another sponsor. Do you know anyone can find anything on the internet? No, yes. I didn't know. Well, let me let me tell you, Connor. They can, including your full legal name, your personal email, your home address, phone number, even your relatives. You shut up. Oh yeah. my gosh. This information is accessible because of data brokers who profit by selling your information to robocallers, telemarketers, spammers, and anyone else that wants to learn more about you. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Aura. Aura will identify those data brokers that are exposing your information and automatically submit opt-out requests on your behalf. And they'll even opt out of junk mail and telemarketing lists. You can use our link in the description, aura.com slash foundation disc golf to try two weeks for free and see how many data brokers are out there sharing your information. You can also check it again in the description, or you can scan the QR code on the screen right now. Or also monitors your emails and passwords to see if they're involved in a data breach and exposed on the dark web and gives you recommendations on what to do. Their app also features a VPN, password manager, real-time credit, identity theft monitoring, internet parent parental controls, and protects your devices from malware. They have almost every internet safety tool you'll, tool you'll ever need all inside one app. So let Aura do the hard work of keeping you safe online. If you sign up right now, Aura will give you a free two-week trial with our link. You'll be shocked of how much information you find that's out there during these two weeks. Um, so just go over to Aura.com slash Foundation Disc Golf to start your free trial. You can also check it in the description down below. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can scan the QR code and get signed up today. You will not regret it. All right, welcome back um, from, I don't even know, let's just be clear, transparent here. This is a breaking news segment. Um, this happened, um, the Griplock curse lives on. 
We uh, stopped filming. But we caught it this time. But we were able to catch it with plenty of time for us to shoot this and put it back in. So I don't even know where you're at in the episode right now. But um, the news has just reached us that Gannon Burr has officially left Prodigy Discs going into the 2023 season. Mind-blowing. The, I mean, the week of the All-Star event, which he is playing in, um, he's, he's made this announcement. Now, the rumors of the off-season that had swirled, we talked about some of them on this show, was Gannon to Discmania. Prodigy, uh, we'll call it a month ago, announced their core team, announced him part of it, put those rumors to bed. Everyone's like, well, look, we know Gannon's contract's through next year. He's not on the move this year. We know that. So we called Discmania's offseason a loss. Um, We were like, man, we really hope we see Prodigy offer him an extension. We hope we see that, blah, blah, blah. All that is back up in the air. Um, Gannon Burr, all we know at this point is that he has left Prodigy Discs. We don't know where he is headed. All signs point to Discmania, um, but we don't know that for sure. Yeah. We don't know the, was this a sudden thing? Was this known for a while? This thing has been airtight under the wraps. Yeah. Um, it's been impressive that only knew about this. There was like a hint of a leak that when you read it, we it had already been put to sleep, so we were like, surely this isn't what he meant, well, but yeah. Drew Gibson tweeted, who's excited? This was uh, on January 24th, so... Two weeks ago or so. Who's excited for the 2023 season? Simon to MVP, AB to Discraft, Macbeth to Euro Tour, Brody coming into his own, Gannon to Discmania, finish line disc driving, blah, 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 blah. And um, they put hashtag this is the internet. And then someone said, I understand what you're doing, but bringing Gannon, Discmania, slash Prodigy into this isn't super necessary. And Drew responded, not everything in the post is true. Hence the hashtag. Um, and like people kept like saying stuff about Gannon to Discmania. I believe then, he was just trying to like make a joke. Like, oh, I'm leaking something. Like, but it'd be really funny if he was trying if to make he, a joke and it happens. He like actually accidentally leaked it. Um, really, funny. I mean, the only rumor that has been out there is Gannon Burr to Discmania. So if yeah. Gannon Burr ends up going somewhere else, going to be pretty shocking. I'll tell you, I Gannon Burr to Discmania. If there's been whispers, but when the prodigy announced he was going to be on the core team again a little bit ago, that really shut everything down for at least this year. It was kind of like, all right, he's going to be with Prodigy for this year. That's where everybody's brains was pretty much on that idea. So this alone was like, wow, that was really kept under wraps. Like, that's impressive. If he goes somewhere other than Discmania, just because that seems like the only obvious suitor, my mind will really be blown. And the only other place I could see it being would be uh, Innova. Just because I know they have funds. Discraft, no shot. No. They've already done all their stuff. There's no way. Uh, so I wanted to um, see what do you guys what would be the most MVP. surprising? The most surprising? Innova, I think. Mm-mm. In my opinion. Really? They're no. just not gonna pay them. The most mm. surprising would be like dynamic, probably. Well, yeah. actually, most surprising would be Discraft. Because no. I'd be like, how on earth do they have that money? <clears throat> Innova, I think, would be the most surprising for me. Why would that be the most surprising? They probably have They the don't most- pay anyone. They just locked in Calvin Heinberg. It's the first they time I've ever heard someone pay be paid. The Sexton gets paid. They pay people. The Sexton gets paid via Sexton Fire. Also, the question is how much, like, the real question is how much was Gannon getting paid? What was on the table? Like, did another company have to really come in and bring, bring in the heavy I mean, artillery, or did they not really? Well, here's what we know. Let's look at the facts. Gannon Burr's leaving Prodigy, fact one. Discmania just got a million-dollar check at their bank account, fact two. Yeah. Gannon yeah. Burr was in the midst of a contract. I mean, listen, I say all There's this. There's a very yeah. easy 
thing of like, okay, point A led to point B, led to point C. I'll be very surprised if it's not. I think this yeah, and Dismania was prepared to match just, MVP to keep Simon. Yeah, so do I think, we need to make like a bet right now? Do we need to make a like if he doesn't go to Dismania, this? Okay, if it's, Ganenberg, a three, it's a three. If person Ganenberg bet here. ends up at Dismania, ends up at if he ends up at Dismania, <laughs> I'll switch my putters for the year. <laughs> I'll do it. Wow, dude. I'll do it. I'll put it on the line. <laughs> no, Hunter. If he ends up, no, you already up, lost. I don't accept no, it. No, I mean, if he ends up going to Discmania, dude, I'll MVP put a, does not I'll deserve do a putter this, bracket, bro. just like Trevor did. MVP, I'll does, pick the seedings. Y'all can vote. Whatever it ends up, MVP on, I'll does not deserve this, dude. MVP, if you're listening, come on, man. This is your guy. No, my ions actually made it no, turn. You turned around. Yeah, you'll see him. You'll see him coming up soon. Too late. They made a turn. Uh, what are, yeah, what do we do? If he doesn't go to Dismania, what do you're all three the only of us other have one. to do? You're the only one left, Connor. Yeah, yeah you are the only you one. Would have no, to it doesn't putters. have to be a putter thing. It does, actually. I won't switch the only putters. problem is, like, if he didn't go to Dismania and he went to, like, Innova, like, oh, man, what I got to do? Throw Innova? Oh, man. <laughs> it's tough. If he goes to Innova, I will be shocked. I would be shocked as well. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't. I would be less shocked with Discraft. A lot less shocked. I would only be more shocked because of the fact that they already did we all don't, of their announcements. The, in my opinion, from the outside looking in, I think that three weeks ago, this deal wasn't even on the table. Mm. It does I think seem, this was a... I don't think Ganon knew it. I don't yeah. think Prodigy knew it. It I, seems I very think, sudden. I think... What if? Wait, crazy theory. What if MVP dominated so hard on their first their sales with Simon that they were like... Guys, we're gonna cover this easily. Let's go in again, and no. they went, "Yes, Man, that's dude." Funny. Here's that would if, be sick. If I <laughs> here's crazy. the hunter timeline. If I were to just bet my money with no knowledge of what's mm, going on, we love doing that. This is my hunter timeline. Give me it. Okay, I think Simon Lazat leaves Discmania. Yes, Discmania learns about it. They start thinking, "What are we gonna do? We got to replace Simon." Mm-hmm. They are like, man, we're really in a tight pinch here. They try to keep Simon. Simon's like, nah, I'm out. They start looking at players. No one's on the market. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, well, we know we got to keep Eagle, so we got to find someone. Got to go someone young. They are like, okay, long-term play. Let's sign Gavin Babcock with the intention of using him to lure Gannon Whoa, to us next year. Whoa, tampering? They sign Best Gavin Babcock. Play? Boom. Okay, Gavin Babcock's on him, and they're like, let's just go ahead and just reach out to Gannon. And just like start up the conversation. Dude. They reach out to him and Gannon's talking back and forth with them and they discover that, hey, we can make this happen right now. Dude, secret agent Gavin. Boom. They offer Gannon. Gannon's like, you know what? I'm in. Boom. Gannon. Dude, just just think about... Just because like it, the prodigy announcement, when you don't announce that if your player's about to leave, the core team thing. That is super weird. That Gannon has been posting him throwing, and it, he has it like typically. If you're learning your new bag, you're not posting yourself throwing because obviously you're throwing your new bag, and you're also not practicing with your old disc just to be able to have social media content. Yeah, I mean Simon did because he's a very much on YouTube presence and was yeah. trying to keep it under wraps. The but like, world is not ready. Gannon could have easily went radio silent throwing wise and yeah. been practicing. Um, the only thing that hinted at this was. He was offloading a lot of Prodigy on the Prodigy Collector page over the last few weeks. Really? Yeah, and people like oh, because people were whoa. like saying, "Does this mean something? Like, is this gonna is this a rumor or whatever?" And multiple people were like, "Well, no, he does this every once in a while. Like, he just has yeah. so many discs, he just kind of dumps." Bro, them. That's hilarious. So that that was a thing. Oh my! The other gosh. thing on Instagram, I think, farther alludes to um, 
alludes to Discmania is if you go to Gannon Burr's post, um, you can read this multiple different ways, but Gavin Babcock said, says, proud of you, brother, going to be a great season, heart emoji. Well, mm. like hand heart. Mm. So a lot does of people... He, does he follow Discmania? But then this Wait. person does say, so he's going to join Discmania with you, and Gavin Babcock said, I wish. So, well, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. Wait, look you know, at see, see who follows him and who he follows. Let's try and draw a trail here. Gannon Burr, so following look, 500 people. Okay. Is he following Discmania? Team Discmania, he is following. He is following Prodigy Discs. Yeah. I wonder if he follows. He like, is following Discmania Discs. He is also following Dynamic Discraft Latitude. Okay. Okay. So he's following. Yeah. Now, who follows okay. him? Followers. Now let's see. Disc. Main. Disc Mania follows him. Now do the other big ones follow him? This is latitude. I feel like I feel like I'm like a high no school. latitude. No latitude. Dynamic. No dynamic. No dynamic. Oh my gosh! Just I feel like I'm like a high school girl trying to figure out if a boy has a girlfriend. No disc. Oh my gosh! Wow. No Innova. So Dynamics, the only wait, one wait, that wait. follows him? Prodigy. Magic Prodigy. Prodigy still follows him. Prodigy still so follows Dynamics him. So Dynamics, the only one that's following Dismania. him. Or Dismania. Dismania is the only one that's following him. Oh, man. Oh, MVP. Let's look at MVP. No. They make it too easy. They it's just Dismania. Dismania is following too easy. All right, there it is. Ganon Bird to Dismania. Now, the biggest question in my head that's left on the table, I think I've said that 17 times, uh, is he going to be throwing a new manufacturer this weekend for the All Star yeah, weekend? Yeah, that's the weirdest mm. thing. Is like, like, what's the timeline here? Are we gonna... What is that? His announcement? Where he just walks. He just out. walks out in Discmania. I mean, we have a sick. whole week of like days here that he can now turn around and make the announcement. Like it could, it could come. But out. it kind of be, it would be kind of baller. I kind of wonder, like, announce it and just show up because so he does have a good relationship with Prodigy. He did. And yes. He did, so bro. maybe. And this is not the likely thing, but there's a possibility that they knew he was leaving before they announced him on, what is it, the core team? Yeah. Um, but they were like, hey, can we still announce you on the core team so we can get some more sales before I we agree. leave? I was, like, squeeze out some I was more thinking sales. that exact thing. I wouldn't, it would, there's no, no harm, no foul there. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if that was... But like, squeeze out sales of what? It's yeah, I don't know. Honestly, though, you could say, What's you could argue that the... He's got PA3s like on our shelves. Oh, so it's like current signature yeah, yeah. discs? I mean, you could also argue that like him announcing and leaving would get more sales, potentially, because people are like, oh, that might be collectible now. Yeah. I don't, man. I The world yeah, is not ready for that I man mean, throwing DVDs. I mean, with this move, let's say, let's just, let's just say Ganonburr is going to Discmania. Mm-hmm. Okay. With this move, is Discmania or Prodigy a bigger loser this offseason? Prodigy. Yeah, Prodigy. Battle yeah, War definitely Shire. Prodigy. Yeah, Prodigy's say, dead. I'd yeah. say Dismania. <laughs> this is why Will Shoestrick, I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast yet or if it's coming up. That's why he's practicing lefty to get back on tour. Yeah. Prodigy's like, frick, we can't rely on Kevin Jones. <laughs> we got to yeah. get, we gotta we get, gotta get guys get, back out there, back on tour. <laughs> come on, Will, come on. <laughs> but I mean, realistically, you were our golden child once, now you can be our golden man. <laughs> wait, realistically, they have Isaac Robinson and Kevin Jones. Alden Harris. Still Alden t- Harris. Still t- I mean, they, they, they d- certainly they don't have a guy. At one point, they had, I, I think Isaac Robinson could be a guy. He had two wins last year, didn't he? One. Out of Wild. Mm, why do I feel like he had two? I'll, I'll look it up. Maybe or, you're counting a silver event. I wouldn't dare. <laughs> or did he almost win a second one? Is that one? Silver Series. You mean Silver Series? Yeah, Silver Series, man. 
Silver Surfer. He might have won an eight tier, which you know is bigger. Why do I feel like he won twice? I'll look it up. I'll look it up. 2022. Weird feeling. Um, he won the Frisbee Bowl 2022 Ice Bowl, the Seneca Spring Fling, the Zipline Open, Ida Wild. Oh no! You know what it is? It's because he almost won Myrtle it. Beach Open. He almost won the Pro Tour Championship. Yeah, he came in second that, in the Pro Tour Championship. That's probably what it was. He did lose the New World Championships. He was a threat though last year. Like he could, but like they definitely left. They definitely lost like their guy. And if you go back in time, like they had Dickerson at one point too. Like Prodigy has had a lot of good players pass through their doors and then kind of like. Well, if you go out. back far enough, they had. But had everybody. At one everyone. Point. Ricky. Yeah. Ricky Wysocki. They had Ricky, Nico, German his prime. Yuli in his prime. Man. Katrina had, Allen. Katrina Allen, Paige Pierce. They Austin Hannum. They had players. They had players. Germ. They had players. Where except German. Come on, dude. And they had German. Tough day. It's a tough day for Prodigy Disc. And it's and it could be this could be the, this is basically if you are Dismania, this is like the best feasible rebound. Yes, for sure. Does he move plastic like Simon? No. Not many do. Maybe only one other. But he is going to be one of the best players in the world for some time, and he's going to be throwing your plastic. If this all happens, maybe he's going to DGA, man. Basket money, right? Basket money. Do I? Do, am I <laughs> you bring the steadies back? Connor, if he goes to DGA, will you post steadies for the year? Come on, DGA. dude. You know he's not he going to DGA. DGA. You know he's not going to DGA. You know he's going to Discmania. But just throw it out there. If he goes to... But do it's it. so scary. Do I it. like wizards. Do it. Okay, fine. You know the steadies a better wizard. All right, if... <laughs> All right, if he goes to DGA, I'll put, for his, I'll put with studies for a year. He literally just tweeted he's going to DGA. He oh, no. He didn't. There's no way. He's going to Dismania. Basket money, dude. He's going to Dismania. That basket money. That's he's not going to DGA. They sold a lot of Mach 5 last year. That All those new courses coming in. Hey, hey Robbie, Robbie has been hyping up. Hey, here's the thing. <laughs> Robbie has been hyping up DGA plastic, and maybe Robbie has the insider scoop. I'm going to call him. Maybe. All right, well... Back to the regularly scheduled programming. I don't know where we're about to throw you back into, but we're going to. So back into the normal show. There it is. We'll let you know next week. More than likely, we'll know where Gannon Burr ended up. Um, And we'll let you know on the show. We'll talk about it. And the grip lock curse is broken. And the grip lock curse. The curse is broken, people. You tried to back us into a corner, Gannon. (sighs) Yeah, Don't back us into a corner because we'll just walk right out of it. (laughs) Uh, I said we'll see you the next one, but that's not true. You're still listening to the show. Back into it. All right, it's time for Trevor's Trivia. Trivia with Trevor. All right, everyone. All these other people try, but you know what? Travis does it better. I'm the best. All right, guys. I hope you're ready for today's game. We are doing... I'm ready. I'm always scared to see what the game is going to be. Um, To see if I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm going to start, like, having an AirPod in. And when it gets to Trevor's Trivia, I'm going to just call AJ Risley. Honestly. Just have him in my ear. So, this game is going to be related to players and their earnings from last year. Oh, gosh. Um, basically, we're going to go 10000 20000 30000 40000 50, all the way up to 90000 will be our highest, 10000 will be the lowest. And I'm going to ask each of you to name a player who you think is closest to those in Love earnings it. from last season. Round it. Without we'll, going over we'll round or just closest? Closest. We'll okay. round to the nearest 1000 you scratch your hand, man? I'm going to be bad at this no, game. I was like an imprint from something. I'm going to be bad at this um, game, and I'm going to be embarrassed myself. We are. We're going to round to the nearest thousand, and obviously, you want to have as least like you know how it works. Yep, yep. yep. Um, all right, so we're going to start with ten thousand dollars. Hunter. Ah. <laughs> ten thousand. See, this is a tough one because that's low. It is tough. 
Oh gosh. Um, ten thousand um, dollars. We're gonna go with the one, the only, the Austin Hannum. Mm. Okay. I like are you gonna that. tell me how close I am before Connor guesses? Or are you just gonna? Uh, I don't no, think, I actually yeah, I don't won't. Think you can. Okay, I won't. I was gonna go, and I think this might be a dumb pick, but I was gonna go Bearheart. Okay. Okay. Is that a dumb pick? Mm. Is it your pick? Yeah, that's my pick. That's my okay. answer. Well, I yeah, can't. He didn't tour. Ha ha ha! Got me. But it doesn't he mean retired. He didn't mean he didn't play. Doesn't Dang. mean he didn't play. That could be. It could be a sneaky, sneaky answer. Oh, Brian Earhart's stats are expired, so you're gonna have to guess somebody else. Thanks, PDGA. Well, no, he didn't play last year. Yeah, he's I retired. lost. That's that doesn't mean he did not play at all last year. Can I pull him up on Statmando? I mean, it's probably. I guess since his PDG he retired. Every, yeah, but doesn't guys who retire doesn't mean they stop playing disco altogether. He might have though. He might have stopped playing altogether. Last twelve months, zero total events, zero dollars in earnings. Connor, what the frick? I'm sorry. It seemed like a good pick to me. I was trying to pick someone around Austin Austin Hanum's like. Didn't you like hear there him in the commentary go. booth like all last year though? Yeah. Like did that. Um Austin Hannum, no, I guess that's your guess. That's yeah, just Austin Hannum made eight eight thousand four hundred last year. That's on. very good. Let's go. That's so you get good. two, a point of two, because you round it we'll round in the nearest thousand. Uh and Connor has ten to start with. The comeback needs to be on. All right. Twenty thousand. Is it Connor for this time? Yes. Albert Tom. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Um, Greg Barsby. Oh, okay. Albert Tom last season made fourteen thousand. Right wow, now. that's, that's not too bad. Not too bad. Not bad at all. And Greg Barsby. That was a good guess. Come on, come on, come on, Greg. Oh, come Greg. On, Greg. Come on, old Greg. You ever drink Bailey's out of a shoe? <laughs> 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 I know that reference now. Barsby rounded up twenty five oh. You know, that's a solid guess. Yeah, it was just over like the halfway to round up to 25000 Oh, gosh, if Barsby tough. made that much, my next guess was going to be um, bad. My next guess is going to be really bad. All right, $30,000. Oh, gosh. Or Hunter. $30,000. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, all right, I have mine. I know what I'm doing. Don't take mine oh or you'll gosh. die. Oh, gosh. I don't. The, the name that came to my mind don't is take mine terrifying. <laughs> Do it. No. Do it. No, I can't. Yes, you can. No. <laughs> they might be, it might be spot on. They also might have only made like 16 grand, so I'm not going with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go with. Emerson Keith. Ah! I don't think so. I'm going Andrew Marweed. That might be a good one. Ooh, Connor, very good guess. Emerson Keith, last season. He took time off because of his kids. I don't know how much that hurt him. Twenty-two thousand. Okay, that's not that. Oh, uh, that's pretty. That's a good. That was that's perfectly fine. I feel good about Andrew Marweed. I like that guess too. My my one that I was gonna guess thirty k is like the stock number guys make out there. My guess was gonna be Brody Smith, uh, but I, I feel like I don't know what he made last year. Yeah, I have no idea. Marweed. Like it could have been five. Twenty nine. The score is now hundred fifteen. Connor seventeen. Connor only down two. Wow. Wow. Can you look up Brody? If my first one are we wasn't in agreement so we're not abysmal. taking Brody for forty or beyond? 
Or you want Brody on the table? No, I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. Can we look up Brody? I just want to see how close he would have been. He made 18. Okay, thank God. Okay. Oh I knew it was gosh. either like 16 or 30. And it 40K. Was Connor? To Connor. Dang. This is, close game. this is getting tough. Dang, this is tough. This is the middle ground where it starts getting interesting. Andrew Marweed. Who made more than Andrew Marweed? That's all that's in my head right now. That's a good place to go. I'm going to go... Let's see where Drew Gibson's at. I love that. Great guess. Katrina Allen. Mm. Oh, wow. Drew Gibson, 29. Oh, oh man. Same as Andrew Marweed. He had a bad season. That was a good guess. I thought it'd be more. Katrina Allen. I don't know how much Kristen took from their purses. <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> I think this is going to be a decent guess. Might even be 55. Wow, okay. That's tough for me. Great for her. So now Connor is in the lead, 28 to 30. <laughs> wow. wow. All right. Wait, on how to, high are we going? On to 50K, up to 90. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, on to 50K. Um, It'll start, I mean, the last few are going to be very simple. Like, there's only a few people you can guess. Actually, right, I, oh, I I'm first. Let's go to eight. No, we'll go to, we can go to 90. We'll go I'm to 90. first, right? Yeah. I'm going to go... No, I'm first. No, yeah, it is. It is Hunter first. What is you're it? Right, you're We're right. At, We're at 50. We're at 50. <sighs> Katrina Allen made 55. So I'm staying the frick away from FPO because that's terrifying. Because I don't know. Paige Pierce, <laughs> I feel like, had to make like 70. Um, okay. Back to MPO in my head. Joel Freeman. Joel Freeman. I like that I feel guess. like he had a solid that's year. A good guess. Yeah. Wait, who the heck was I just about to say? Oh, frick. I had a name in my head. Don't freak out, Connor. You'll forget even more. <laughs> Did I get wrecked? Uh, hmm? you oh, I was laughing at him. Okay, thank gosh. That was a terrifying moment. <laughs> it's like Joel Freeman was made, only made $2,000. He denied cash at all of his events. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go. Uh, he definitely made more than that. Where are we at? 50, 50. grand. He definitely it's made a lot. 50 is a lot. I'll go, I'll go Kyle Klein. That's a good guess. These are two good guesses. Oh, I think of a great name that I should have guessed for another um, one. Dang it. Kyle Klein. Okay. This, I feel like this will help so me. So Kyle get Klein here. made 40. No, 39. Wow, that would been good for the last one. So yeah, that would have been 11. good. I'm, I'm, just, I'm playing, one, I'm playing Freeman, one round behind. Joel Freeman made 48. Oh, baby! Dang, Come on! Hunter takes the lead back. It's now 32 to 39. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Joel Freeman on, coming playing in. Playing hopscotch. On to 60. Playing Connor? leapfrog. Connor, oh, frick. 60K. Joel Freeman around the money. It's honestly been a very back and forth game. I'm going to go. That's a stupid guess. <laughs> <laughs> that is a stupid, dumb guess. But it's the only thing in my brain. I think I know who I would guess for this one. How much is it? 60? Sixty. Didn't. Don't do it. I'm gonna go. That's a bad guess. Oh. All right, I'm gonna go Gareth Gurthy. Gareth Gurthy. <laughs> I'm going. Um. No oh boy. Should we start going to Gareth Gurthy? <laughs> Gareth Gurthy. I'm going Chris Dickerson. 
Oh, that's, I, that's that's who I, I had planned to guess when we got up to here, and I forgot about it. Because I feel like, ooh, he, I know who I should have chosen. Very instead. good, but he didn't Dang play it. a full season. I want to change I mine. Also guessed. I want to uh, Dickerson. Okay, I feel like this actually. The Garrett Gerthy Dickerson made fifty four. Okay, Garrett, Garrett Gerthy, I'm gonna be way below. Yeah, it's got to be way below. That was a stupid guess. Gerthy only made like twenty eight. Yeah, that was stupid. That was Come stupid on. Guess. That was a stupid so guess. That's an additional twenty-two. The W points. could be for Wario, for Garrett Gerthy, or for me winning. Um, Get it? No. He kind of looks like Wario. It is now. No, he doesn't. Double G doesn't look like Wario. No, it's now thirty-eight to sixty-one. That was a pretty tough round. Yeah, that was a tough one for me. You're telling well, me Double G doesn't like Wario. He doesn't have a mustache. Okay, right, back me up a little. We're bit. on to a little bit. Yeah, we're on to whole, we're on to seventy. Connor, me, Connor, me. Yes. No, yeah, it's Paige Connor. Pierce. Nice. We're at seventy. You said. Mm-hmm. Page could have made a lot. This is more last year. A lot less. I don't know. Yeah. Now this is 2015. Gummit. Dag gummit. Seventy. Yep. He didn't super turn up until the end. Turn up. He really turned up though. Or turn up. I'm going to go, oh, we're, we're pretty high here, so I'm going to go with Gannon Burr. Mm. I believe Gannon Burr was in the 80s. Oh, okay. I couldn't, it, it was hard to tell because it seems, like he, it seems like he made a roar. Gannon, but yeah, Gannon made 87. Okay. Dang. Well, I'm glad I didn't even guess him next. I'm trying um, to get out of this game at this point. Paige Pierce? <laughs> Hold on. Come on, come on. Come on, show me the money. Say 72. Come on. Um, Paige Pierce made 61. Okay. Should have guessed her for 60, I guess. Yeah, stupid. That just shows the difference because Kristen Tatar made over 100. Yep. All right. On to 80. Connor? Gannon Burr. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> um, where's Ricky at? Ricky Wysocki. You guess Rick? Yeah, that's a stupid oh, guess. He just broke the, for most all-time winnings, $105,000. Yeah, that's my bad man. He's lost twenty five grand. All right, well, I can be... Close now to I can I mean I can go I could go Kristen because it guarantees me to gain on Connor. You win, great job. Is this the last one? There's one more after this, but oh, it doesn't really matter at this point. <laughs> just. Um, well, I'll try. To, I'm gonna try to just play the game best I can. Okay. So Calvin Heimberg. Uh, okay. Yeah, Ricky was at 105. We we knew that though. Calvin Heimberg. I was actually very curious to see what Calvin Heimberg was. Let's see. Heimberg, seventy. Oh, okay. So you were ten off. Ten off. And then would have been good for the, the last only round. players left were Kristen and Paul for the last round. I mean, right? Nice. Do you want Kristen or Paul or Simon? I guess Simon was the one you guys didn't name. Where I was, was thinking at? about naming Simon. Simon scared me because he didn't play a exactly. Full That's why won, I was scared of Simon. He won at least like fifty just from his uh, tournament wins, right? I was gonna I say know. Simon. How, many How much? He won is, four pro. But tours. what's his? Uh, he won. Whenever 65. we were at sixty, yeah, oh, see, that's. 65. I was gonna say whenever we were at sixty, I was gonna say Simon, but I was too scared of him. You kept it close for a while there, but then Hunter won by a billion. Yeah, I just is had, that Garrett Gerthy? That was tough. Yeah, that was a, dumb, only had that was a dumb one. That was a dumb one. I didn't even know that he was. Forgot he had a win. No, that was, was the, the one. Silver event. Silver. Shades? That was the one. Whenever I said Garrett Gerthy, oh, that was whenever so I was thinking. Did he win a full? He, whenever, won, he won like right after he choked away Portland. Or whenever I said right before that, whenever I said Garrett Gerthy, that's whenever I was like Simon. Oh gosh, I'm terrified of Simon. And then I just said the next name that came to my head. Double G, 
he either won right before or right after Portland. The, the he his only win was the Beaver State Fling okay. Silver Series. So it's silver. Great job, Trevor. That was he a only fun won twenty five hundred bucks for that. Tough. That was a fun game. All right. That was a fun game. I suck at everything that's not discs. Uh, All Star Weekend <laughs> that is tough. Is coming up this weekend. We're gonna take a look at the teams here that were drafted by Paul and Ricky, and uh, I believe. Katrina Allen and Owen Scoggins are together captains. Don't yes. quote me on that. I, I mean, look at this up a little yes, bit. You're correct. Gotta scroll down. All right, so let's look at FPO first. Basically, we're just gonna say which team do you think is taking it down? Because obviously the they're doing like different skills and putting, and then some doubles, singles. Yeah. Basically, who I if you go with which team's better at disc golf, probably got a solid chance. All right. So team Owen Scoggins consists of Owen, Cat Merch, Ella Hansen. Holland Hanley, Missy Gannon, and Maria Oliva. That's a really solid team. Team mm-hmm. Katrina consists of Katrina Allen, Evelina Salonen, Alexis Mandahano. How's Valerie Mandahano? I guess because hurt. of her ankle. Uh, Sarah Hokum, Henna Blomroos, and Jennifer Allen. That team's worse. I would 100% agree. My yeah. team own is goaded. So if we go own Scoggins versus Katrina Allen, pretty even matchup, but if there's distance involved, we can go to Cat. But if it's putting, it would go to own. But then if you go... Maria Lee, well, I mean, who's the next best on this team? Holland Hanley versus Evelina Solonen. If it involves anything with putting, which disc golf does, can't go Evelina. Ella's the next best player on that team. Okay, Ella. And then you got Holland Hanley versus Alexis Mandahano. Holland, Missy Gannon versus Sarah Hokum. Missy. I mean, Henna Blomroos. Team own is really good. But there are certain events. Like, that top team is probably going to dominate distance. I would say skills challenge, that top team could do okay. Minus Straight party. up disc golf though, the bottom team is better. I yeah, think. but like when it comes down to disc golf, the bottom team yeah. is gonna wipe out wipe the floor with exciting them. teams though. Um Team Ricky and Team Paul. These this teams is, are super This is gonna be even. interesting. So we have Team Ricky. I think that one team stacked. Trevor does disagrees, but well, we got team the world Ricky. rankings disagree. Let me just let me just read. Team Ricky, right, we have objective. Am I gonna read them? No. Okay. <laughs> Connor? <laughs> Team Ricky, we have Ricky Wysocki, Gannon Burr, Matty O, James Conrad, Kyle Klein, and Simon Lazat. Team Paul, we have Paul McBeth, Isaac Robinson, Calvin Heimberg, Joel Freeman, Chris Dickerson, Kevin Jones. Yeah, first team is... Passing the eye test, Ricky Wysocki is mopping the floor with Team Paul. That's because it's the eye test. If you look at the world rankings, they're separated by an average of 1.2 spots. An average across five people, so they're... A lot better. No, that's not true. I, if you write, I wrote all of them down, like each of their world rankings. It's like one, two, three, and four, five, and six. Like, then how is it over one point two on average? If because they're all just one separating. There's like one. There's like math. one where there's a three stroke sep- or a three ranking separator. But there's some that are Paul has the better player. Like it's very clear that they're even. They're very even teams. Because if we were Paul has to a Paul just tomorrow, has the less sparkly names. He's here's, got here's what I'll ask Isaac Robinson's and Joel Freeman's of the world. Don't get all the glory, but they're darn Let good at disc golf. Let me ask you this way: What you're showing up to a tournament tomorrow? You have a yeah. hundred bucks. Uh huh. You have to bet on the average finishing place of one of these two teams. You're telling me you're not putting the money on Ricky? You got Gannon Burr, yeah, no, Matty I, I would. O, Simon. I, let me be very clear: I did not say that Ricky's team wasn't better. I yes, said that I mean, you said that, that one argument. team was stacked. No, no, it wasn't. You said one team is stacked. When we were sitting over there earlier and I read the teams off, you were like, I think Team Paul's got it. And I was like, you're smoking something. Yeah, but I didn't really. Team I Ricky didn't, is stacked. Right. And then I said, I need to look at them again. And I said, they're actually very even. You go, you went, no, they're not. They're and not. then I. All right. 
The world rankings say that they are. No, Hunter the world says ranking says Team Ricky's better. By a very marginal amount. 1.2 average rankings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very marginal. So that's five. That's, that's not that's how that like math eight. works. It's not how that math works. Eight spots better. Okay. Team Rick. Uh, Isaac well, Robinson will probably I'm win I'm definitely rooting my heart out for Team Paul now. I think that Team Paul might be doing okay in some skills. But when it comes to disc golf, they don't I mean, stand a chance. I mean, it, it, I hate the bit you're doing right now. It's not a bit. I don't think. You I don't know, think disc golf I, wise that Team Paul could beat Team Ricky. I don't. I don't. You don't think, think they could. You don't think they could, Hunter? In disc golf, well, okay, where, could sure. Yes, could. I should. You. I used the wrong word. Yeah. Because I mean, I could walk out there and if Kyle Klein broke both his legs and arms, I might beat him one day. Mm-hmm. So sure, I could. But <laughs> all right. I'm, if I were to put some money down, I'm never putting money on Team. I'm Paul. done talking about the All Star Weekend forever. All right. Well, Connor, who do you like more, Team Ricky or Team Paul? I mean, I like the I like the names on Ricky better. I think that they make sense to me. But I'm scared to enter this conversation. So please, yeah, I, just, ask I was just questions. asking you. I was just asking you a simple question. I wouldn't enter it either. I mean, I think we all know Team Ricky's better. Let's see what the comments have to say. You checking them? Yeah. Hunter Reynolds says Paul's team looks a lot more stacked. Hunter, you should get your eyes I checked. Di- let me be. I disagree with that statement. I did not say either team is stacked. I said the teams are very balanced. That is my that is my press released statement that Hunter disagreed with. He does not think the teams are very Dude, balanced. Everyone says in on the Twitter replies, which is looking great for me. Everyone thinks Paul is like going to dominate, which Whoa. means that I'm in a great spot. If Twitter if Twitter replies think opposite of me, I'm right where I want to be. I mean, this person thinks Paul's winning 70% of the time. What? Yeah, they said if they've faced 100 times, Ricky's Paul's team's well, winning I mean, 70. You're on the internet where you saw the Ulti World survey, man. People love Paul. That is true. Come on, dude. Use your use the fandom survey to your advantage. <laughs> I mean, the, the people are trying to like make excuses. They're like, well, Kevin Jones just had a down year last year. I will say this, dude. What about the year before that? You're like, Kevin Jones, man... At some point, we gotta just admit he did not live up to expectations. He didn't. He's still oh, it's young. been it's been too many seasons of saying Kevin Jones. Is DJ dominate. KJ, we can't go into every season saying this is his year. I don't say that, but I do say I'm not. Gonna, I think it every year. I'm like this I could be the not. year Kevin Jones. I I, I I gave up. I don't. I haven't seen it yet from him, but he has the talent. I haven't seen it since his prodiscus days at so, USDGC. I um. Those were the days, man. I'm not gonna. I, I agree. I, I agree won't write him off. But I, I don't like expect him back to, when Kevin Jones was throwing yokeries like seven thousand feet and then yeah. just rip on destroyers. That that was the good Kevin Jones. He had some staples in his head from like an accident. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Kevin Jones that you didn't mess with out there, dude. Staples in head, Kevin Jones was different, nuts, dude. Different animal. A little extra momentum. Wait, do we need to like? Do we need to like do that for every like player? Like, because you know you have bucket hat Rick, like staples, knee brace Paul, knee brace Paul. Head staples, Kevin Jones. <laughs> who else? I mean, who else has one? Like, is there anybody else that has like a signature lefty like, backhand eagle? I can't think of. Eagle? I can't think of any that'd be comfortable. No, I would say like Daddy Simon. I would say like sunglasses eagle. Sunglasses eagle. Yeah, fatherhood Simon. I would say does eagle, does eagle still have braces? No, oh, braces Invisalign eagle, eagle bro. <laughs> Invisalign eagle really be frosted tip, Paul. Yeah. yeah, but he was that was kind of down here. That was broken Invi- back ball. Invisalign eagle broke that back ball. Really funny. 
That's not what I said. said Brokeback Macbeth. Broken back, Paul, is what I said. uh, Yellow Polo Drew. There you go. This is fun. How many players are there? Mm. Was was Conrad any good when he shaved his beard? No. No. Okay. (laughs) You can just go Gyro Conrad. Gyro Conrad. I feel like in a year we're just going to be saying uh, Dismania Simon. Don't you Don't dare, you dude. Dare. Don't you dare. I didn't when say did that. With, that did, wasn't me when that did he said for that. Dismania? Was that like early in his career? Yeah, I don't even remember that. <laughs> That's going to be a funny bit. Dismania. No, I'm not going to do that, Dismania. I'm Team Dismania. Reinvent your game. They I, should. You know what? If they picked up Simon, him and Eagle together on a team, that If could you be think something. about it, really, I'm getting, Simon. I'm getting signature Rainmakers. Simon just that. listened to him. He completely reinvented his game. That is true. That is true. He looked at it and he was like, wait a sec. This mania is really self destructing with that phrase. <laughs> That's so funny. Wait a second. These discs are just like everything else. What if I reinvented it like <laughs> some with an overmold? Dang. That's and funny. And then he went and got some Euros. You can't be with Dismania for too long or else you start looking at that reinvent your game and you interpret it differently. Yeah. <laughs> you can't <laughs> get of, too close to yeah, it. Yeah, all of a sudden you're like, I the only way to reinvent it. Like, where's now. all the science names? <laughs> yep. <laughs> get it. I can't think of any other science. Uh, we need a list Player of the players. Okay, oh, you mean pull the players? What about? Up? We're not even thinking like FPO. Like what? Uh, I don't know. Stand I feel like it's Kristen when she wears like the electric. Oh, pink. dark hair, Kristen. Dark hair, Kristen. It's back this year. Yeah, dark hair. Wait, was she better though? With I think like she dom- She just won. So maybe blonde. maybe it's highlight, Kristen. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a blonde highlights, Kristen. So I want to. Maybe we'll be saying that a year from now. Be like, oh my goodness. When Gannon Burr was still in high school, high school Gannon. High school Gannon Burr. Uh, when I'm trying to think of one for Greg Parsby, pre, but he's never changed. Pre-flight Chris Dickerson, PFN Dickerson, because he never flew until like last oh. year. That's funny. That's funny. You know, his first flight was like a PFN year ago. Dickerson, that's funny. That's funny. That I'm trying really to think funny. of one for Greg Barsby, but I don't think that he ever changed anything. No. Vipers, Pit Vipers. But he mm. didn't win. But he still does that Vipers. though. No, still pre-Pit wears Viper. Oh, Vipers, okay. Yeah. Pre-Vipers, pre-Viper, uh, Barsby, PVB. Mm, PVD, man. Bill PVB. I think it might be all say like, like P2 Sexton? Before could he had say the, P2 Sexton. Or he could just go with um, pre-Rivian Sexton. Rivian Sexton's just different. Oh, true, yeah. If Sexton was still FPL. playing like all the time, I think he would still win at least once a year. Yeah, no, the right course yeah, would line he up could. and he would, yeah. he would dominate. He's still yeah. a really effective player. For sure. What about, yeah, I don't think I ain't got no one. I, everybody, got, everybody, comment what your yeah comment. Your, you're like uh, of that because those I want are one for really big germ. Think you think one for big or germ. even tweet them at me and I'll I'll maybe I'll retweet like the best ones. We need to do that this year. Like you know how you know how PFT does the like here's how I'm getting ready for NFL Sunday and like use a bunch of puns basically. We need to start doing that for the pro tour and like having people make them for us as well. So there we go. Those are really. F- I'm gonna start. I'm, the, the problem is they're really funny and really creative. I don't know if I have it in me, but I'm gonna try this. I don't thing. got anything for Big Germ. I was trying to think for Big Germ. Um, I can't think of anything for Big Germ either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Wow, <laughs> uh, nothing, man. Nothing. I mean, you didn't get married recently. Yeah, but you don't. Really <laughs> I mean, like, what are you gonna say? Like, single germ? <laughs> Premier. I was thinking like maybe like because he did that whole practice round Prince thing that was pretty big, mm. okay. like Prince Germ, Prince mm. Germ, pre Prince Germ, post. They're getting germ. worse. They're getting worse. Post Malone, post coverage Germ, 
post-produced germ. <laughs> yeah, is there like one? Is there like one player that always seemed to be really good, like in, in like historical like post-produced videos? Paul, like, that was oh, an easy one. Yeah, <laughs> That's well. what I was gonna say. All right, uh, all right. Ulti World released more of this fandom survey. This time they're looking this at the, ruthless, the bad boy of disc golf, this as Ulti World calls it in their subheader. Uh, Sir Nico LaCastro. Yeah. Essentially, this is just looking at um. Uh, so this is a hit piece, man. In the first this article they released piece. in their series, um, Nicola Castro had the lowest fandom score of all players, <clears throat> and here's the breakdown of these yeah. scores. So the Castro fandom <laughs> score spread. This graph shows the spread of fandom scores given to Nicola Castro by their survey respondents. Um, I thought it was going to be more pol- polarizing than this. Well, this is like fascinating semi to me. So 73 people gave Castro a 10, meaning he is their favorite player. 629 people gave LeCastro a one, meaning like wow. they can't stand him. Mm-hmm. So you can do some spread. math there of, um, which means they're, so 629 respondents gave LeCastro a phantom score of one, which you know, means they're undoubtedly rooting against him. Maybe that is the correct ratio for a villain though. Like maybe like, because when you think about it, it's like one out of every six people, a little bit less than that. It's so like, I feel like if you are, you know what, maybe I'm actually changing my stance on this because I was out here thinking like, wow, maybe disc golf doesn't appreciate the villains. Like that's such a staggering ratio, but it's actually not. Like if you have a true villain in a sport, I feel like one out of every six people loving them is correct. Yeah. So I actually, I take it back. Because you always have one person in the friend group that's like. Seven, uh, seven respondents said that he is their favorite player. Seven. Why? Could I ask? But I don't, I don't know. Maybe they'll tell us down here. I, yeah, that's what I want to see is like the, why do you... Um, how do Castro fans feel about other players? So oh, this that's is freaking sim- funny. So yeah. the data used in this graph came from 149 respondents that gave LeCastro a fandom score between 8 and 10. So meaning they really like him. Um, yeah, okay. Between 8 and 10. I thought I read the top one wrong, backwards, but no. So between eight and ten, meaning they really like LeCastro, their next fa- the, the the favorite player of those people is none other than Joel Freeman. I mean that is wow. too the, funny. The other controversial um, secondary like, was Cat Mersh, which makes sense. They this were, might as well have been an Enneagram test. They were together. Uh, <laughs> they were together all last year. Third on the list is Ricky Wysocki, which for some reason kind of lines up to me. I feel like Rick and Nico fans do go hand in hand a little bit. Now here's an interesting one. Who do you think that Nico Castro fans like the least? I mean, I think that it's going to be somebody just like really mainstream. Okay. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm thinking it's going to be somebody really modest, like really. What's the word I'm looking for? Wholesome. It's going to be someone very wholesome. Okay. <laughs> Bro. Um, um. I bet it's Brody. Brody. Oh. I bet it's Brody. Yes. Either. Yes. Yeah. Both of you think Brody? Yeah. No. Brody is actually. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 14 players that people like less than Brody. Is it, is it Paul? No, Paul is... Uh, Paul's right, too likable right, universally. Who is it? Who is it? Uh, Give me one more guess. Give one more guess. Uh, it can't be him. Um, oh, I don't think Drew Gibson. be surprised. No, Drew's pretty high up on is this it, list. Is it, is it an MPO player or an FPO player? It is an MPO player. Okay. I don't think you'll be surprised when I say his name. Say I think it. you'll be like, oh, okay. Like, like that kind of matched what I was looking at my head. Say it. You may say it. Yeah, yeah go, for it. go for it. Jeremy Colling. Oh. What? That's interesting. Yeah. What? How can you dislike Big Germ? Probably because he said things about Nico on 
Remember like that USDGC? Well, remember the USDGC? Oh, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, that, there are really like Nico, Nico fans out there like, that are like holding that Nico against Nico big germs. smashed the chains and germs like, hey, stop that. Don't do that. Those seven people are all Nico's family. <laughs> no. It's, it's Jeremiah. Uh, it's Dave. So the people that like, the people that dislike uh, Nico fans dislike the most, Jeremy Colling, Natalie Ryan, Ezra Aderhold, Simon Lazat, Paige Pierce, Nicholas Antela, Nate Sexton. It's that far down. <laughs> Dang, dude. Nico awesome. McMahon. Albert Tam, Kyle Klein, Vino Makala, Thomas Gilbert. That's and so random. Haley King and then Brody Smith after that. There's some <laughs> random names down there. No, Drew Gibson was decently far up. It goes, so Dang, the people they like the most. Volatile fans right Joel here. Freeman, Kat Merch, Ricky Wysocki, Jen Allen, Juliana Corver, Drew Gibson, Katrina Allen, Greg Barsby, Sarah Holcomb, Gannon Burr. Was at the top of the list there. Uh, in the survey, they asked the respondents who their favorite player was and why. And these are a few quotes from respondents that listed LaCastro as their favorite player. Nico LaCastro and Avery Jenkins were the first pros I ever watched and followed, so they get my favorite title. That's that fair. Makes sense. All right. Makes sense. Nico That's... was my favorite when I first started following the pro scene. Makes sense. Okay. Interesting. Nico. Not what I was expecting. Nico. He is crazy, but so fun to root for. The soul surfer of disc golf. Okay. I don't know what that means. Now, what is the it soul surfer? He got his arm bit off. The yeah. soul surfer was his the chick that got her arm bit off. And yeah. Then yeah. That can't be the same. Bethany, it's got to be a different soul uh, surfer. Bethany something. I think soul surfer What's maybe means like a volatile Bethany personality. Hamilton, right? Bethany Hamilton, anyone? I don't know, but that's impressive. Yeah, I think you're right. That's, yeah, that's her. She a soul surfer is a surfer who Roth surfs for the sheer the pleasure movie. of surfing. Okay, so he just like plays disc so golf for plays fun. He just plays disc golf. Like, I get it. Mm, I'm just not even, I'm done. Nico expresses <laughs> how passionate he is about the sport and puts his heart no, what are you and soul say, into Trevor? it no. more than other players. Now this one, someone... Maybe they weren't joking. What heart? Nico is a good. <laughs> they put Nico is a good role model. All right, there's trolling happening. There is. De- I think three of those might have been trolling. I don't think so. Nico expresses how passionate he is about the sport and puts his he heart does. and soul into it more than other no, players. He does do that. The soul does surfer that. one. It depends, man. I could see a surfer N- being like, yeah, like he plays disc golf just for the the sheer playing disc golf, man. He does it how it's supposed to be. But the role model one. <laughs> the role model one was definitely somebody is being. Yeah, I would say that was a little bit of a troll. I could be wrong. Keep reading. I, I like the comments. Um, that was it. Those are the only comments Dang they, they pulled. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that's fascinating in here. I don't know, but it's true. He's very passionate. I see how I'm people. I see how people could like him because they're like, yeah, I love all the drama. I love all the the passion and stuff like that. Like, I, I get. Like, I can I understand see that. like Nico. We've um, we've seen different like interviews and stuff where like. I don't think he embraces being the bad boy. Like he's dedicated his life to this sport. He's been the number one player in the world for periods of time, and he's been one of the like honestly, he's been one of the players that has kept his name the most relevant for the longest. Yeah, it's very in impressive. Disc golf. Like he's out there, and like it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me for him to like be in con- contention mm-hmm. at random weekend this upcoming year. But it, I think Nico just got to lean into the bad boy. Lean to the bad, embrace the bad boy. People wouldn't say that for a long time. It's and not gonna happen. I know, but like if Nico could like lean into the meme of it a bit, I think he could really. I, it's just I think the I think the problem with that is that you have to have the capability to lean into the bad boy socially, but not actually lean into the bad boy physically. And I don't think he's capable of the self control. I mean, like <laughs> you like you saw you saw him in that video. No, I he's I an actual that. bad boy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's, it's, he's it's not for memes it's not for publicity like he actually has know, a hard yeah. time with self-control but i'm saying i think well he did yes he's had months yeah, off you're on, right man. he's a change new nico yeah, coming man. back in in vegas i'm saying like <laughs> he could lean into like the press conference like throw some like trash talk in there 
Like exactly, you ha- again, you have to have the self control for that to be it. Yeah, I understand that could just be electric. That would be. I, I think don't that's think like that's the bad. That's boy a different person than who he you is. You also have to be able to he's, he's dish in, it out and take it. Yes, yes. He's in so. prime position to be that person. I think Drew Gibson is the perfect person for that. Drew Gibson. Yeah, because I think no, he's Drew Gibson wants to be liked a little. That is true. I think he's closer to being that person because he can't. Because I think he has the ability to say ridiculous things for saying saying ridiculous things. The reason I think neither of them can lean into it is they they both want to be liked, which there's nothing wrong with. No, no, no. no, That is how you should be. I think in general as a human. But the whoever eventually embraces that bad boy role is going to be okay with I'm going to be hated, and that's why I'm going to be well. Yeah, well, honestly, yeah. and the thing is, the best way to do the more villain role is to be a guy who is not afraid to make little jabs, you know, not character jabs at people, but like jabs at their game. Yeah, not afraid to be like super passionate, but also can be like a nice guy behind the scenes. Like those, yeah. those are the guys that like haven't like again. They have to have actual self control, right? Like that have been the best like villains in sports. Is the role of villain is very limited to certain things, and then like at the end of the day, a good example would be like a Zlatan Ibrahimovic in soccer, guy who is like says very arrogant things, um, will make jabs at other teams, but it st- it stays there, and then like. Allegedly, he's a very good teammate, like a like a pretty decent guy. He does a lot of charitable stuff. So, like that's the kind of like way you have to be a villain in the sport. You, yeah, but you have to be willing to like you're going to be very hated by a lot of people, um, a lot of the players on tour as well. You know, and that I think the biggest thing is that's isolating when you're on tour and you don't yeah. have your family with you, and that tour is your family. What fun is it to be the villain? Because oh, it probably wouldn't be. Fun. Yeah, you're it gonna takes a very special. Person. You're gonna isolate yourself and. If I was out there on tour, I wouldn't be buddies you with would, everybody. You'd have to be, realistically, I guess, lifestyle-wise, people in the best position to be the villain of disc golf is Paul, Ricky, and yes, Simon. right. Where it's like, I'm not saying it, like, they might be, but if you're making a million dollars a year, you don't have to be staying at the campground with all the other tour players. Because yeah. mm-hmm. like, if you're like, if I'm saying, Connor's beard's stupid. Those are all your friends I can't out stand there. That's too and far. then you pull up to the campground and are, are, say it to my face. Our campsites next to each but other, no. like you're gonna say be it to my face. I just did. I was looking you square in the eyes. I'm sitting on my court. Connor sit, Trevor sitting on his court. Trevor sitting on his court. I just like yeah. Trevor can't even sit in his yeah, chair. Yeah, Trevor can't even. And then sit I got to go chair. sit and look at him while I work the rest of the yeah, day. It's no, awkward. Yeah, I can't talk about how Trevor can't grow who's a beard the on his of the, face right here, but I can. Look at this. Three weeks. A little bit. Who's the villain of the office? Of the Silas. Silas. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we're all in unison there. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's funny. That's really funny. All right, final time. This is the question I was going to ask last week. I won't answer it. I'm the villain. Yeah, the only person I wanted to answer it. What the heck, Hunter? <laughs> uh, okay. I'm the villain now. <laughs> I'm Batman. How do you respond? How do you respond? Uh, here's the question. Where does disc golf team culture come from? Uh, this what? We, we get added all the time about people wanting like season long tracking of how like different teams perform like team yeah. Discraft versus team Innova or we see people talk about who has the strongest team or like now with the Simon thing going down people are like dude what if manufacturers traded players yeah it's and not a thing <laughs> it, it's like a fascinating thing because like the the way that it's talked about in disc golf a lot of times is is like Discraft's the LA Lakers yeah. and Innova's the Miami Heat when really Discraft is um, um, like SoFi yeah. sponsoring. It can't. And Innova's like 
I keep thinking of FTX because I said the Miami Heat, and I don't want to call a disc golf company FTX because they're going under. Uh, what's a State Farm? And it was like State Farm, like they're 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 sponsors of the sport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're obviously manufacturers the, too. But the reason that this is this happens is because right now the manufacturers are bigger than a lot of the players, so there's such a direct tie, and like that's the way that the structure has always worked for the longest time is like being on a team is everything like being picked up by a sponsor is everything and and the teams are very much they want to be the centerpiece even with the players like they want to be plastered on their back like they want to make them basically an entity of their company uh whereas in if you just look at golf for example yes obviously like tiger woods taylor made is going to use them for advertising this and that but tiger woods is so much bigger than Taylor made as so like you have players that emerge and are are just their their person is much bigger than the team that they are associated with or the play the company they're associated with whereas in disc golf there are players like that that transcend um but it's still so it's also so ingrained in the culture like the brand loyalty and like the discs I've always said that like discs are very are different than golf clubs in the sense that because there's so much of a difference between them. I could buy a bladed iron from like four different companies and have it do a lot of the same things pretty much. Um, but there's such a tie, a deep-rooted tie to disc golf companies. And it's because it's a small sport. So there's a lot of homegrown loyalty of like, I'm from this area. I'm from Michigan, so I throw disc craft. Um, so I think there's it starts there. And then, yeah, like the players just don't quite transcend that. And they're so like tied to those companies because like so the player transcend thing i think some players do like i would say more of your average people know who tiger woods is than like taylor made the company yes but i would say like who's john rom sponsored by for instance callaway i would say more people have heard of callaway than john rom in in golf no in general like culture wise, yeah, like if I were to walk not, up on the street, yeah, but we're not. We're talking about within the sport. I think. I think we're talking about within the sport. Like that, nobody cares about the team culture outside of disc golf. This is within the sport, and within the well, sport, but within the sport, more everyone, people, more. I think more people know who John Rom is than know. Like if you ask somebody who is John Rom and they're a golf fan, they'll know. If you ask them who's their, who are they sponsored by, more people will just know. So you're saying like the player sponsor relationship the players bigger in that right in that bubble and i think that's because like in disc golf i mean you'd be hard pressed to not know who a player is sponsored by it's so obvious and also you have the commentator talking about what disc is throwing every time so like that there's i think there's a bunch of little things that just factor into the player and the team in disc golf are so heavily tied whereas in golf the player is a lot bigger than the team in my mind it was uh it's kind of like i have like a two-fold answer First, I think that the way uh, the manufacturers themselves market is a lot of times they don't push like they push sometimes like we just signed so and so. It's player. way more product but, centered like, and their, well, them centered. Well, like Anthony Barella, for instance, he was announced in yeah. the the team announcement. It was look at the new Discraft team, not yeah. look at Anthony Barella. Oh, he happens to throw Discraft now. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a lot more like team centric. Right of like that. they You're push right like that. who's on our team. We even know the different levels of all these manufacturers' yeah. teams and stuff. Um, so I think that's the first thing is like it's pushed to us as a consumer as look at our team. And as soon as you say look at our team, yeah, of course you're going to associate with team. Mm-hmm. Uh, second fold of my threefold. I know I said twofold, but I forgot about the third. Second fold is, um, frick me. Um, 
I do think the competitiveness of the disc golf market has something to do with it too, though. What the heck was I about to say? I had it all lined up. Okay, third fold. I'll get back to second fold when I think of it. Third fold, I think, is... Oh, this was second fold. Second fold, I think, there's not enough storylines during... Especially during the off-season. Yeah. Um, to where, like... If you, like... Um, if you watch, like, a major sport, you could have a, a daily NBA podcast. Mm-hmm. And you could talk just about the NBA, and there would be storylines every single day of the year. Sure. Of... Some of it would be player trading, sure. I'm even just Some a player of it tweeting be, something. Like yeah. you could find something. There would be a but what's what creates that is each team has like a set of reporters that follow and are getting information on specifically that team. Yeah. They're feeding it to you or feeding it to a big organization like ESPN or something that's putting those storylines out there so that like if we wanted to start an NBA podcast, we could have something to talk about every single day. Mm-hmm. Same thing with NFL, MLB, golf, anything. Disc golf. If you were to do a daily disc golf podcast, especially impossible. during the off season, impossible. what are you going to talk about? Impossible. What are you going to talk about? Like nothing. I mean, we we do a weekly disc golf podcast, and this this off season was a lot better than previous off seasons. I think it's getting there. Yeah. But if you go back like three or four years, the only thing to talk about disc golf wise between tournaments was like player moves, and one of the big storylines is like, what is Simon going to look like this weekend, the All Star weekend? With MVP back. Yeah. Like, that, that is he going to be as good? That's the thing. That goes back to what I was saying, too. Like, in golf, if a player switches clubs, like, you're going to, you might have, a, you're going to have a few people being like, oh, Tiger's first time with TaylorMade after playing Nike for his whole career. But at the end of the day, you know that TaylorMade's equipment is going to deliver just fine. You know that they're going to fine tune whatever Tiger wants, anyways. And you know all these things. Like, they literally made him a new set of irons just for him. Whereas in disc golf, it's so much more like, oh my gosh, they don't have their destroyer anymore. That is not a thing in golf. Yeah. <laughs> like that just like if you hit had a nice driving four iron you liked with one company, the next company it's is gonna to make be it less happen of a you. thing in disc golf. But I think it I think a lot of what we're seeing right now <laughs> it's I mean it's yeah. it's less of a thing. It is less because if you go back a few years, not every company had a full lineup like they do now. Yeah. But like right now, if you transition to Discraft from Innova, you have like three or four options yeah. for every slot. MVP is definitely the years. most like severe because like Simon said himself, Ma- but like, mainly because no one does it. Yeah, like you don't have a roadmap of right. you get to watch Paul transition from Innova to Discraft, well, and now I'm AB transitioning. I can just be like, yo, what do I throw? Yeah. But like, well, Conrad. Yeah, but he was the first, yeah. and he doesn't throw nearly as hard as Simon. Yeah, like once Simon builds his bag out, it's gonna be a lot easier for the next player that transitions to not have to go through as much mm-hmm. questions as Simon. But um. I think the the a lot of what we see in the way disc golf's talked about and the team mentality and all of that is like a lot of it is rooted in history of disc golf. Yeah. Where like you were just saying, like if you go back again just a few years, none of the lineups were nearly as developed mm-hmm. to where it was a legitimate like when Drew Gibson went to dynamic discs, everything flipped for him. Yeah. Everything. And like that was a whole thing of also, what was he going to do with XYZ. But like as the sport continues to develop, those problems become less and less evident. Yeah. Like there, you could transition to any company now and probably be right. okay. Whereas before it was a big storyline of like who people going to Prodigy, are they going to be okay? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. That becomes less and less evident as the sport develops. But those storylines stay because that's still our mindset. Because yeah. when we got into the sport, it wasn't like that. So I think that that is a big thing. And another thing too is... If if you are a diehard disc golf fan, 
then like a lot of times I, I haven't found a ton of diehard disc golf fans that are also like diehard golf or tennis fans mm-hmm. but there's a lot of disc golf fans that are other team sport fans yeah and so if i'm coming into disc golf with the mentality of the nba basketball then yeah, yeah a player moving from one what's called a team to another team it's not called an endorsement or sponsorship which is what it actually is but from one team to another team yeah my oh. mind's immediately going like this is like when LeBron, Chris Bosh, and right. D Wade teamed up in Miami. That's what's right, going on right yeah. now. It, it also like because the right now when you look at who is involved in disc golf monetarily, the manufacturers are by far the biggest uh, players in the game. They have the most monetary. Um, they have most monetary power. They have the most money. They're the biggest part of the market share of disc golf, and so. A big event happens. You guarantee a manufacturer's probably tied to it. They're plastered everywhere. This that. It's not like a, a golf event where they just had the waste management, you know, Phoenix Open, and there. Are, it's not like it's competitive entities, but there's just other entities to be looked at and seen. Like, oh, waste management sponsoring the event. Rolex is sponsoring. Like right now, you click on it, commercials, just Discraft, Prodigy commercial, Latitude. They're like the big players right now, so they're just plastered everywhere. Well, also, even on the player side in golf. Is like Tiger. I don't know the answer to this. Is Tiger's Nike deal worth more than his TaylorMade deal? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like that's now, the other thing. That that is like not a super common situation. I don't think, but in, that is like that is a thing. Like players, there may be there actually may be a decent amount of players in the PGA Tour have more. If you take their endorsements outside of their club deal, they might be making more from those. Because like imagine what what deal. would the disc golf world look like if Simon Lazat signed a $500,000 a year deal with MVP, but he signed a million dollar a year deal with Adidas. Like what you team make- is the disc golf world considering oh. him on? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because he'd be they like would- a bigger representative of Adidas. Yeah, that's true. Like if, if apparel gets in the game and now you have, that's the real question. If now all of a sudden you've got, let's say apparel, let's say all the big apparel players in the game and you look at team Discraft and you've got a guy on team Nike, team Adidas, team and they're the ones spending more money than the manufacturers. Now, what team are they? On? That's what I'm saying. Because like it's, that is kind of a big... blurry line when you look at golf. It's like, do you consider guys on Team Nike or on Team TaylorMade? Because but I think that's where golf you don't have that team yeah. mentality is because like <coughs> the lines are blurry. The lines are well because like when you look at a player, they're not decked out in TaylorMade gear. Correct. They're all wearing Nike. They're carrying a TaylorMade bag. But then like this other player might be decked out in Nike carrying a Titleist bag. Yeah. Or whatever. However it lines up. Yeah. And then within that, they might have a different putter deal than the club deal. It doesn't look like that's that goes back to like the wearing team discraft on your back. It looks like you're playing for That'll a team. be the really fascinating thing is like if you have Nike come in and they sign Paul Macbeth to a $700,000 a year deal. And they're like, our logo can be the only thing on your clothes. Yeah. What the heck happens? Mm. I'm sure I'm sure there, there'll be conflict like that. I'm sure there I think already that's has been what, like, I think that's the real difference in disc golf to, if you want to look directly at golf, is like these players' livelihood is coming from one source in yeah. sponsorship-wise, and, and it's so, the manufacturer. And so the manufacturer, so the manufacturer owns them, essentially. Yeah. Whereas if you look at other sports, like it's just not the case. I did have a question and talking about the, so for those of you who don't know, one of the biggest opening events of the PGA tour season is the waste management Phoenix open. And they are famous for their whole 16 and they get like a hundred thousand people in these grandstands around this hole. It's the loudest hole in golf. And I think it's the coolest thing ever. I mean, if you just look at the infrastructure for that thing, it's awesome. So my question is what hole should become like if they were, if they, if somebody was like, we want to invest in the pro tour to like put up the grandstands. We want to get like thousands of people. Obviously it wouldn't be the same scale, but we're going to get thousands of people to all sit at this hole. We're going to have like 
there's gonna be vending, there's gonna be food there. Like it's it, that's what you do the day. You go and you sit at this hole and you watch everybody come through. What hole? would work for that. 17 USDGC. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's hard right. because 17 They'd is not the most exciting to play. The problem with that, though, is you'd want seats around the green and then you'd have to you'd take away the water. You'd have to only have seats go down the side. Yeah, I think that, that that would be the most exciting hole to sit and watch. It also, yeah, you'd have to... Because I mean, you have your options, like hole eight at Maple Hill, but you, I think, it'd be tough to get that many people in there. I think, uh, honestly, like hole 17 at USDGC would probably be the best. It is, I just yeah. think like the... Just the, because hype around the it. The moment... That like a player is going to win or lose the major, but on that hole, and you, there's like five or ten thousand people sitting there. My thing is chanting though, their name it, as they walk up. If you were going to do it like hole sixteen though, at the waste management open, because that one thing about this hole is there's no everybody be quiet. It's called the loudest hole in golf. It's the only thing like it where literally nobody is expected to stop making noise. You couldn't do that hole seventeen at USDC. You need there to be quiet. No. So yeah, if you were going to do like the loudest hole model, I think you do it in Des Moines. Tough with Des Moines, you can't surround the green. <laughs> I know you gotta you gotta find a if or that's, um, if that's what you're going for. What but about, you can make it like hole eight. Hole, I do think it would have to be earlier in the round because hole sixteen at waste management. There's not a lot of danger there. Yeah, it's like not, it's not going to cost. No, yeah, you want it. You want it to be a hole that is not. But also, like the reason it, it's like a beginning of the season event, so it's not like a major. Like it's kind of the right event for it, and it's very interesting that it exists in golf. But you it's awesome. probably pick one at uh, Vegas. Yeah. I just think it's the coolest thing ever. Like I was just watching it yesterday, and I was like, "We need this in disc golf." Like, I was thinking that maybe this. hole five at USC. Oh, you know, cool. be a good one is that. Um, the only problem is it's not, it's not um, par three. Waco, yeah. the Waco like short two fifty through the trust. Uh, it's like by the parking lot. You could surround the green. I want to say it's like hole ten or eleven, maybe twelve on Waco. It's just like a short forehand. There's a rock there. Brody hit the scuba. Um, mm. That one year, disc golf guy co- covered it. You need. You could easily surround it. It's a short forehand. There is some OB to be messed with, but it's not like a. It's not a like pivotal hole on the course to where like. Now the only problem with it is you would hear it everywhere, yeah. very easily because disc golf they're all just. Yeah, but I'm sure you hear hole 16. Everywhere. Oh, you do, you do. Yeah, I mean, by the time the leaders get past it, obviously. But Waco is such a like toss up event, anyways. It is like not the, a weird person wins it every year. I I would just love to see a hole like that where like I mean when they walk into that grandstand, it's like they're walking into an arena. It is well, they the also, coolest thing ever. I love the um they do that like shot at glory where they just have a bunch of like yeah. celebrities and influencers. It's so neat. Just, I mean, like, take their, take a shot at the green, and it's crazy cool. infrastructure to make it look. I mean it. Like the, those grandstands. If you've never seen this thing, I mean, it literally looks like they're walking into a baseball stadium, like a bigger baseball stadium. Selected. As far as how many people sitting in it, it's it's insane. I'd love to see something like it. All right, well, there you have it. The off season is officially over. That was the last grip wow. of the off season. Next weekend, we're talking about what just happened at the All Star Weekend. We're gonna have disc golf to recap. We gotta have disc golf to recap, and then the weekend after that, we'll be talking about what just went down in Vegas. Disc golf's My here. Goodness, I'm so excited. Welcome to the season, everyone. It's a great time to be a disc golf fan because every season is just more and more exciting of like who is going to be who this year. Yeah. Don't forget next week to check out the preview show, uh, first of its kind on our podcast channel. We're very, very excited to be bringing that to you all. I think you're going to love it, uh, but you won't know until you watch it next week. So be sure to check out that and tune into the All-Star Weekend this upcoming weekend to get the first look at Simon Lazar with the MVP back. It'll be interesting.